Shabbat shalom, everyone. Welcome to the Hebrew congregation of Houston, episode 143. So that you would enter into his rest with us. Amen. 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 You know you do this for now. Alright, so today we are looking at our Torah portion coming from Leviticus chapter 16, verses 1 through chapter 20, verses 27. But before we get into our Torah, we're gonna pass it over to our sister Easter so that she could share about her trip to the motherland, Africa. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, first of all, I want to thank the hostess for the most is the Daniels family and minister Griff. Thank you all for, uh, covering. Um, you did a wonderful job. Also, uh, brother Jerry, my husband last week, his teaching was great. So thank you all for teaching, holding it down the whole bit. Cause you know, when us seasons, I won't call us old folks leave. <laughs> We have the, the young folks coming in and um, you all supposed to really take over. So that's great. That's wonderful. Um, so the trip to Africa, Ghana, first of all, I want to thank the Haywood family, Sister Lisa, Rabbi Afshalom, Ben Yacol. Uh, They invited me out there. I had a wonderful, wonderful trip. Um, thank you so much. I learned a lot. I'm not, I'm going to try not to take up a whole lot of your time, but um I just want to tell you. So I went to Accra. I flew into Accra, Ghana, which is the western part of Africa. So a lot of people are like, did you go in the jungle? Did you see all this and that? Well, that's in more of the eastern part of Africa. You know, there's 54 countries. So places like Kenya and uh, uh, Zambia, well, Zambia, those places on the eastern Africa is where you really take all of those type of trips. But I was hoping I did, but I figured it out that I wasn't going to be riding on any elephants or anything when I once I got there. <laughs> so um, I started with, I won't say the worst part of the trip, but the most educational part. So we drove over to Cape Coast. So that's the three to four hour drive. And that's where what the, the slave trade post uh, is. So the Atlantic slave trade is right there. And so there's uh, Elmina Castle, and then there's the Cape Coast, and they're not too far from one another. So that was, ugh. it was educational, and I and I posted it, um, but you could feel the spirits there. It, it was very overwhelming, the smell, the torture they talked about. Uh, I couldn't sleep that good those two nights. And I had to really pray about that situation. I cried. Um, it, it was it was overwhelming. It was very overwhelming. Uh, I was pouring with sweat, of course, because you're in those dungeons. So just think, they stayed there for three months at a time. And they talked about some of the things that stuck out is that they were so afraid of the men that if the man got out of order anyway, they put him in a certain place and it had a skull on it and they just let him die because they couldn't risk 
a takeover or them, uh, you know, defeating them, killing them. So they will put them in there and they would just, they never buried any of our people. They threw them all in the Atlantic Ocean. And so even though the the, the ocean smelled good, it was beautiful out there, it, it didn't feel right to me because all of our people bodies went into there. They just threw them on there. They And they had the door of no return. Well, only two who have ever been slaved that was sent out on those boats came back and they were dead. Um, two of the bodies were uh, found. I don't know the whole process, but they brought them back and they buried them there. So those are only two. So now they have the door returned saying, you know, come home, come home, telling us to come home. And a lot of times who sold them out were their own tribes, their own people. And we hear about that because they wanted what? The liquor and they wanted the guns. And so it's just, and then there was a group that came there. They talked about like some kids that were just doing this type of uh, having an experience. So they put these bags on and they stayed overnight. It was about 20 of them. And they laid on that floor, which that floor is disease because, you know, is I showed you the poop and pee and the, and the bile. Just thinking about them walking in that and having to sleep in that because they didn't have a choice. They wouldn't even open the door for them. Um, and the women, they would uh, set them outside and put a, 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 just let them sit there until they were able to rape them and, and made examples out of them. I, I can't even, I don't even want to go back to it, but those those demonstrators who stayed there overnight, half of them got sick and had to go to hospital. So they just stayed one night and slept on the floor and had these rags on and had to go to hospital the next day. So that just tells you what what it was like in there. And so it's it's you need to go visit it. It, it doesn't feel good, but it, it's part of history of what happened to us. And that's and you think about it, that's a whole civil war against us. All these countries and states, all of them wanted slaves to come, and they all came against us. That was a civil war. That's not counted. Just think about that. All of them were in on it. All these countries to come and capture us and, and have us in bondage to work for them. Wow, that's just it's very overwhelming. Sister Lisa, did you want to add anything to that? <laughs> Not really, but there are a few things. Um, oh, wow. It, it's really hard to talk about. It's really hard to hear. But most importantly, it's hard to see the stories and the folklore. That's what it is, folklore that they tell about what happened in those places, uh, how they, they were just use the women were used for just like a rag you would clean up you know um they were inhumane they were uh, atrocious and so a lot of the uh doors and entryways that were there i did not go in because uh my i have a vivid imagination so i didn't want that to get out of control <laughs> so this time when we went i refused to go completely because i knew the story that had been told. Um, and um, the, oh gosh, uh, the um, sin, I, best thing I could call it is sin, where they had under the floors, they had slaves who were, and you, I don't know if they showed it this time to you guys, but there was water washing through there. And the slaves 
were there and there was an iron gate above them. And um, right above that at the top was a church and they were praising God and selling slaves. Yeah. Um, it was very bad. It was very hard for me to imagine our people, but we are the strongest of our people uh, because they went through. So we are here today and I bless Hashem for that. Uh, I'm sorry that we angered him that bad, but um, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I can continue the walk um, that I'm supposed to continue uh, for our children and our grandchildren. Um, just the way that, I mean, no person, and what other nation do you know that was sold into slavery and treated like that? What other nation do you know are trying to get back home? What other nation of people do you know of that want to return and continue in God's path that he has for our people. I don't know of any, I don't know of any, but I'm thankful that he has brought me to this day. I'm thankful for those of us who are returning and um, those who are going to find out um, the sleeping giant as we've heard of, I've heard of sleeping giant for decades. Um, but now the giant is awake and is moving. He is uh, recapturing, he's taking, he reminds me, Sleeping Giant reminds me of Gulliver's Travel. <laughs> but but um, it's time for us to take off the mask, take off the uh, blindfolds and awaken ourselves to righteousness, to Hashem's way and uh, to possess what he has for us, to re retake it. Amen. And Amen. with that, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Yeah, it's atrocious. Elmina Castle had the first church out there, the first church there. And that's what was built on the top. And then the slaves were on the bottom. So they were praising God on the top and killing us, whooping our behinds on the bottom. And so whoever listens, says, that's not where we came from. That's how we got over here to the United States. But we're kings and queens that are still there, that rule over the land. And so we know Israel is part of Africa. They just want to change everything up. It's confusion. But um, that's not where we came from, but that's how we got here. And that's why I say, if you wonder why we're so athletic and, 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 and all these attributes, it's because the strongest the ones that are able, they had to spend 30 days there. No, 90 days there, three months there. And then it had to travel over the water. So you had to be strong in your fecis and diseases and stuff. So, I, all right. So I'm going to, it was very, it was very disturbing. Uh, Sister Lisa chose not to go. I see why. I probably won't do it again either. If I go there, I'll take somebody there like she did, but I won't go through it again because I, I did have some um, trouble sleeping after that. Um not only is that a civil war that's a world war you know the whole world came against uh the hebrews that were in that nation and the and the hamites that were in that nation and captured them off to every corner of the earth as we know you know we talk about a lot what happened here in america uh, we talk about a lot what happened in, in the caribbean but we don't talk about how most of our people went to South America, right? And how the population in South America- that, Brazil, uh, the Brazil has the highest population of black, but every time you see something, a pamphlet of Brazil, you see white faces. Most of the population is black in Brazil before they even went over to Virginia, but go ahead. 
And Brazil has a crazy history. They tried to whitewash it all out. Um, if you ever look at the history of Brazil, it's it's crazy what happened over there. Um, but you know, it's like this is a world war. I think Rabbi, what you call it, Rabbi, World War Zero, or I, I know you called it something before, but it's a world war that happened that nobody wants to talk about. Nobody wants to acknowledge that it happened and that it's continuing today through colonization and different things. Um, and as we always say, we are POWs. You know, we're still prisoners of war over here and don't know who we are, so don't know how to move forward in the proper ways. But you got to understand that this is a war. We were taken ca as captives of war. And here we are today in this nation still functioning as POW. So what do we do with the information is important in understanding where we come from and how to move forward. Um, but that's something that needs to be talked about. It should be in the history books. This is not just something that happened. This is a world war that broke out. And to this day, you know, uh, the captives are still in the land of their captor. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so uh, Accra is, is the capital. It's the largest city of Ghana. That's where I flew into, uh, it's more modernized there. And so um, you want to visit there too. They have the beaches, the monumental buildings, the museums, the galleries, the markets, and they do have nightlife. And so I went to the National Museum Gallery. That's a must. That talks a lot about our history, about the kings and queens and the culture, uh, how they would dress, how the money started. It was iron, how they would weigh the gold. Gold. Uh, we went to botanical gardens. All the um, the plants there are made for our medicines here in the United States. It's just amazing. There's so much that comes from our history and our people that really has been stolen and we haven't been credit been given credit for. But one of the things I must say when I ride around there, people think it's it's like some third world. Uh, when you go over there, no. It's our people. It feels refreshing to see black politicians, blacks on TV. Uh, you come, you birth into a business. They don't have any rent and mortgages. You buy your home. You own your 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 land. And so, it's not what people this crying baby with the big stomach crying all that stuff that the United States has fed us. That's a lie. These people are prospering. Nobody's begging they're selling goods everybody has a trade the goats and, the, and i didn't see a dog the whole time there was goats and chickens they're they're feeding they're they're everything there's no fast food there when you eat it's like you're eating at home and you've cooked out of your kitchen right they eat really clean the uh pineapple there are so fresh you know how the pineapple here in the middle we like throw it away because it's hard no, you eat the whole pineapple. It's soft in there. Everything is fresh. Everything is grown fresh. The chicken's not like they pumped it full of whatever they be pumping it in the United States. It's regular chickens in the yard that they didn't cut up, they didn't fed, and they put it in there and they feed you and, and they know where it came from. Okay? Uh, there's no pigs around there. There's no pork. They're not selling any pork around there. Um, it's just amazing. They eat it very clean. Um, the, the whites are a minority. The only place I saw some white folks is in my hotel. Um, and at some of the, uh, sites, the tours we went on. Other than that, it's all our people. Matter of fact, I saw some people that look like my cousins. Some of them that look like me, uh, here in the United States, I was sending Jerry pictures. And so, and they are our people.
And so um, that's how they're living. They don't have to worry about paying rent and the stress that we go through every day with these mortgages and running around here trying to make ends meet. I don't care if it's a hut or whatever is theirs. They own it. All you have to have is some food, some clothes and your trade and you're ready. And so that was refreshing to see all of my people in, um, it was just refreshing to see that I wasn't the, the minority. I was the majority. It felt different, didn't it? It felt very different. Very different when you're different. not the It feels minority. different for me to be back home. <laughs> it yeah. feels different. When I look out mm -hmm. my window, when I go into a store now, I, I, I it, it just feels different. Yeah, so it is. It is it, it's, it's different in the eating, in the, in the restaurants, you know. And so um, Botanical Garden, there was a God tree there. And so there was a lot of herbs and things they showed us that's in our, our medicine. And then um, malaria is a big thing there. So you got to get your shots and stuff. So you had these white men with guns killing us, taking us slave, but a little mosquito was killing them. They call it the, the, the white man's death or something. They said a little mosquito was killing them with malaria out there. And so uh, this comes from the God tree and you boil this and you boil the bark. And if you have parasites or anything in your body or you have rashes, and so that's the only, I know Sister Lisa brought a lot of herbs back from the shea butter and all that. And um, I just brought this back. Um, and just, I'm going to just show you a couple things. The money, our people, black folks on the money. On the money. <laughs> then when you go to the museum, it's a line of them in history. All our people on the money. Obama was our president. We can't even get him on the money over here. Think about it. Yeah. The Benjamins. This the real Benjamin, baby. All right, just you need to be quiet. <laughs> All right. And so the oh man, the artwork. My God, the artwork is magnificent. And I'm just gonna show you. This is my favorite piece. I had to have them um cut it down so I can bring it home. As far as take the wood out of it, so I have to get it rematted. But this is my favorite piece. I I love this because of the lips, the definition of our characteristics. And then her hair is wrapped up, as you can see, and broken in pieces. Because us as Black women, we've served so many roles, and we have so many pieces. And that's what that, the name of this is Think Positive. And so that's one of the paintings. This one right here I got from my grandson. He likes to drum. So I'm going to do a room for him. So I got that one. He also likes elephants. So I got this one right here with the elephant but the artwork there I like I wanted to take it all home I know sister Lisa and, and Rabbi Foster got tired of me talking about artwork here's another piece that I had gotten strong woman um and here's one more piece I had gotten here so that the artwork it was amazing there and then I um had to get an extra suitcase y'all know to get this stuff home right this is uh, like a statue. I don't know if you all can see it really good, but it's a bunch of people around there, like a community holding up. So it's like all of us as a community come together and they're hugging one another, as you can see, to hold up whatever is in the center. And that's what we are, we represent. 
a community. So that's some of the things that I brought back. I can't show you everything. What else do I want to talk about? Um, we went to the zoo, um, the canopy walk. So the canopy walk, I didn't get to complete because it started raining, but there was some youth up there and we went in this little shelter and they started singing songs. If you go on my page, you can see uh, they started singing spiritual songs up there, our youth, praising the Lord. So that's what God wanted me to see. The last thing I'm going to talk about now, um, there was Bob Marley home over there in the, how you say a brie? Is it a brie? A bori. A bori. And that's in the mountains where the rich folks pretty much live. And so uh, some of our family, I'm not going to say who is, is going to be getting some, <laughs> some land and moving in that area. So I, I can come visit when I feel like it. They can't get rid of me. But anyway, we went up in there and it is beautiful. You'll see the pictures too in a brief where it looks down on um, Accra City. So that was beautiful. You can just see the different levels of wealth there. But you have to go to the museums. We went to the, um, the nightlife is there. I really didn't experience the nightlife because Jerry didn't end up coming. So I only went out one time. But they have a, a nice nightlife there too with uh, jazz bands and um, the drumming, you'll see some of that on there too. Um, the beaches are very nice. We went to two of the beaches. They call the beaches Tawala. Uh, they ride their horses on there, the food. You just sit out there and you just breathe the air in. It's just amazing. One thing, everything moves slow there. So Rabbi had to tell me to chill because I'm used to like, yeah, I'm paying for this food. You know, I wanted to come out and I, no, you got to have three to four hours to go eat anywhere there because they're cooking everything fresh. So they take their time. They get you your drink, um, take the order. I don't know if they back there cutting the chicken at the time. I don't know, but you're going to be waiting about an hour and a half for your food to come out. It's going to be fresh. It's going to be good. So that's going to keep your mouth shut because when you get your food, it's going to be good and fresh. But you waiting and waiting, you better have some conversation, Okay or just be comfortable who you with, because it's going to take about three to four hours. And then after you get the food, I'm like, oh my God, do they want their money? Do they want to get paid? They take about another hour and a half to come bring you the check and get the money. And so to me, I think in the business sense where you got to get these people in and out because other people are waiting. No, that's not in Africa. It's laid back. So you just wait, you keep your mouth shut. They know you need your bill. And when it comes, it comes. When your food comes, it comes. Just relax and enjoy yourself. And so they had to teach me that because I wasn't. Uh... And then another thing is people stare at you. So um, I'm like, you know, here, are they charging me up? What, what, what? No, but they stare at you because they like you. It's if they don't look at you. I learned through my girlfriend's Phil and Pat I met there. They look at you like that and turn their head. But if they stare at you, it's because they like you. And they're admiring you and say hi to them and, and be nice. And so that's different from in the United States. Somebody's staring at you, you like, you know, what's your problem? No, that's not the same thing. So there's different cultural things that are different there. You got to kind of get used to the Freedom of Justice building. We went there with the lighthouse, the markets there. Um, everywhere you go, there's markets. 
And what they do is it looks like trains that they've uh, broken trains that they've made into little businesses. And so all along the road, somebody was holding up a fish, uh, the bread they make, somebody was holding up some, some clams, uh, some ear, what you do when you clean out your ears, some Q-tips, some, everybody's selling something. When you birth, you are birthed to sell something. They have a trade. So it's, it's not like they're begging. It's like they're trying to sell you something. You're getting something in return. So that's what mm -hmm. I love about Africa is you didn't have, you you have, I probably had two people that came on me that didn't have anything, but mostly everybody has a trade and they're selling a something. Right. right. <clears throat> so uh, you come out with the business there. And so um, what else did I want to, I talked about the money in the zoo, so much stuff. The food was very spicy, so I was prepared because I, I have a bad stomach. Anybody knows me, so I had my probiotics ready. So, um, and the food cleansed you out, if you know what I mean, which is good because the spices they cleanse you out daily. So I had my probiotics, and uh, I'm feeling good. Let's just put it like that. Um, and the last thing I'm going to talk about is the wedding. So over there in um, Cape Coast. And we stayed in nice hotels. Um, the hotels are very nice that Sister Lisa and Rabbi Avshalom picked out. Hold on, there's a fruit fly in here. I must have brought it from Africa. But um, <laughs> but hold on, my screen is going. I must have been talking too long. It's going light. Okay, here we go. So what was I talking about? The food? The, the wedding. wedding. Oh, the wedding. Let me get back. I went off on a tangent. So I met Phil, Pat, at uh in the Cape Coast, and I was by myself because Rabbi and then we ate kind of like different times when we were at the hotel because everybody had to get their shower, or whatever. So she she was like, "Come to the table, Phil." She was by herself, a, a, a young pretty woman named Phil. So I went and I said, "Okay," and I sat and I ate with them. Then her sister was getting her food and came back. So I said, "You have to experience a wedding. We're going over to Accra in two days," and so. Again, you know, they don't tell you stuff right away. You have to kind of wait to the last minute. Because if they tell you they're coming at 12, they're going to be there at 3 or 4. That's just how it go. You just have to be patient. And I had to learn that. Like, Rabbi, they, they said they was coming at... See, he was like, it's going to be later. It's just everything is always late. You think about color people time? No, that's some real color people time in Africa. And so um, they did come over and... Um, it's amazing because I had some clothes made. I had a white dress and I kept saying, I want some white material. And we went somewhere and when two days, our people are so gifted. She she made custom made all of us some clothes, even Jerry. They fit perfectly and Jerry wasn't even there. So um, I went to the wedding. And so they were like, here, Issa, sit here. Very nice. Record here. And we met Janet over there, one of her cousins. And so uh, I was like, no, I kind of want to keep a low profile. I'm already standing out. People can tell I'm American. So when they went around the room and they go around and the family say something nice, they say, hey, we invited a guest, America. Her name is Easter, blah, 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 blah. So I just, they gave me the mic. I said, oh, may God be with you. Many blessings. Well, at the end, the bride whispered to the, the head woman who was doing the uh, wedding and said she want Easter to come, come up there and close it out with the prayer. Oh my God. How do I go from sitting in a restaurant to up in front of a whole beautiful wedding doing the final prayer? 
that was nothing but God. And on the way up there, the lady came back and got me. And you can't say no. And then it was like, Reverend Minister Easter. And I'm like, okay. I told her we had to show. And so um, I told Phil we had had to show. So God led that prayer. And I even went into warfare. And I, I can't even tell you what all I, I prayed about. But God led that. And when I sat down, that lady said, you were meant to be here. God sent you here to do that prayer. And the mother said the same thing. And the bride gave me a really uh, that was very, very touching for me. When I think about that, it, it's just very emotional for me. It was, it was beautiful. The whole ceremony, the watch, the process, the gifts, and then the the husband had to negotiate. They pay a price to the bride's family, and at the last minute, sometimes they can go up in price. And so she's standing at the door right before she came in. The family was like, "We want a higher price." And so they, the, he, they, they're already prepared for that. So he talks to his family and they say yes. And then she comes in and then um, the groom doesn't get a ring. Only the bride did there. I guess everybody does it different, but she's the only one who got the ring, but he had one on in the end. She just didn't present it to him. So the whole custom and the dancing coming out, the whole thing was just amazing. That that really stuck in my mind that God gave me that experience. Who comes from a different country and has that type of experience? That that was only God. And so it it was the whole thing was anointing, even when we sitting with the rabbi and them on the way back. That that was all that was God. The whole experience and the people I talked to, I can't even explain it. So I probably took a whole hour of the show. Oh my God, I did. <laughs> Welcome to our world. <laughs> and so, Rabbi, did you want to say something? Um, I know Sister Lisa gave a, a, some. Did you want to say anything, Rabbi Offshore Ben Yakov? I thank you. I love both of you. I thank you for that wonderful experience. Yeah. Well, you, you know, they I think that you can't tell the story. You can't. It's it's impossible for you to to really tell someone about the experience going to the motherland. It's something that you actually have to experience for yourself. And, and one of the things that I often think about and is when our families were disrupted in that first world war, those people experienced what we experienced because they lost lo loved ones. They were, and, and so we're, we are all, wounded people so when we go back you know it's an experience of reuniting and and sometimes we are uh we can feel like oh this is i lost all of this you know this is what i miss and and watching the culture sitting back and just being quiet and listening and watching and absorbing all the smells and the the sounds and 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 like let me let me think this way at the at the wedding, according to Lisa and I didn't go to the wedding, but the bride price is straight out of scripture. It's a part of our culture. The bride couldn't even go in until the bride price was reached. And generally, I know in in Nigeria, it's between ten thousand and a hundred thousand, whatever their 
monetary value is. So a hundred thousand, it's like ten thousand dollars, you know, a hundred thousand, and that's the max, right? But it, it's in between there. But but there, these people, our people, are actually still living the scripture. It's a culture. Uh, Lisa and I met with the king, and we also met with first we met with the uh, what do you call it? the chief, mm -hmm. right? And he calls him, so he said, I'm the chief. He said, I'm the chief of staff to the king, you know. And then though the king, and the king came and he dressed, he wouldn't, you know, he just t-shirt and, you know. But when they, you know, just a regular person, it, the way he was. But in when they put on the ceremonies, when they have the ceremony, then they'll dress up and they'll look like the king then. And he'll look like, you know, the chief. But at, every day on regular days, they just they just dress. And they're out amongst the people where they're doing whatever they, they do. But it's a beautiful experience. And, and yes, we're going to be at a brief. Yes, we're going to be on the side of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's beautiful. Day. Yes, that's, that's, our, that's what we desire to do. If the Lord says the same, then that's what we will, we will be. But it's to be amongst our people, right? Be quiet. Enjoy it. Uh, see the different levels of wealth throughout smile and you know the, it's a, it's so important to remember that we were we were raised in this diaspora as europeans the mindset is different the whole mindset is different the only people you'll see that are going to be receiving alms for the most part alms meaning charity are those that are wounded as far as their bodies have an ailment, there's something, or somebody's pushing them in a chair, or they'll, we saw, you remember the, the guy that was on the cart, and he grabs hold to the, the truck, and he said, look at that, what's he doing? He, yeah. he hooks on and takes a ride, well, he couldn't walk. Well, we saw him before, he's, he's been, you know, we've seen him before, and, and we see these, but they're, they're doing something, and, and it's a wonderful thing to see. Uh, as far as the slaves trade in the castle, uh, again, on the continent, they are wounded people. They were oppressed just like we are. We were worse than theirs, but it's worse when you're at home and somebody's oppressing you. And now they've all taken on this Christianity. The same ones that were on top of them, they've been brainwashed as well as we have. You see, they, they've been traumatized just as we have, right? They just happen to have stayed in the land. And, and so... Again, we are we have to understand that that we're not the only ones that suffered in that first world war. Our family, we were talking to people that they were probably as a, a Codisa says, I saw people that look like they're probably your relatives. They're probably your true relatives. Um, you know, from the, and they're wounded, and 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 so they're happy to see us. Mm -hmm. But we have to one one of the guys said, just slow down, just slow down. He was telling me, just slow down. Because I was going back in that, that thing of, you know, and he said, just, he said, just, and now I have to remember, yes, I'm at home. I can relax. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I I kept telling Cody, he said, just relax. You know, don't think like a Westerner. Forget that. Forget the Western side. Forget that. You got to just, just flow with it. Just flow with it. You know, and that's what we have to do. Right. It has been recommended that we just, sit still when we first go there just sit still 
Mm-hmm. And, and I say the same thing. Yeah. Especially for us who are planning to live there. Uh, we didn't buy a lot of things. We don't buy a lot of uh, things because like I told the young man I was trying to see, I said, look, I'm moving here. So it wouldn't make sense for me to buy it and take it there, but I'm coming right back. So I'll just wait. When we get our apartment, then we'll put it in the apartment. When we move into our house, then we move it to the house. That's how we're going to do it. But again, that's because that's where we are. Uh, we went there. We fell in love with it. We were home. And now we're going home. And we're inviting everyone. Just take the trip one time. Just mm-hmm. one time. Just go one time. You see? And see if mother doesn't call you home. Mother will call you. Mm-hmm. She will call you because we belong there and she wants her children. Another thing, thank you, Rabbi. I I, it, I, I mean, I'm just so filled and I'm so happy. Another thing I want to talk about when Rabbi was talking, there's no hair care products. They're just like shave butters because they shave their head because they don't want the women to get consumed about their hair. So up to the age of 18, your hair is just like short, just like a, a young boy's hair. And then if you don't go to college, you're allowed to do grow your hair. But if you do go to college, your hair is still that length until you're done with college. And so even when we went to the museum, they talked about that. And I get what they're saying. And none of the, there is no sew-ins there. There's just braids like I have now or your natural hair. And so they don't get in, there's no China and, and, and Pakistanian stores on each corner. And I'm going to tell you about that really quick. I don't want to get too much into that. The white folks wouldn't let the Chinese go into their neighborhoods. So they sent them into our neighborhoods with, with chicken stores and hair care products and perms and different things. And they take money from our people because we, we patronize them. We, we buy their, their, their things. And then they don't put back into our neighborhoods. Right. And so that's just the trick of the enemy there too. When I went to Africa, you don't have no white folks selling nothing. They That money goes into their people, into their neighborhood, period. Now we did see one little Chinatown store in the middle of the city. And a lot of them are upset about that because that was a political move. It was from politics. And we talk, when I talked to some of the, the uh, the people around, they were upset about them letting that Chinatown little store come in the center. And they said it's cheap. It it tears up. And some some political move let them come in. But no, they don't let people come into their neighborhoods and sell to their people. No, they don't do all the, the perms and all those hair care products that we have around. No, they have their own shea butter that they've made, personally made. And I brought some home. And so... It's a lot of different things that we're doing here that's wrong. And that's why we can't get ahead because we keep patronizing and buying their stuff. And there mm-hmm. is all black. We buying from our own mm-hmm. people and they're right. not asking, they're not begging you. They have, they, they have a product that's top of the line. And then, you know how, when you were small, your mother would put the little Vicks on you and put your head over the, uh, the towel and you breathing in. Well, in the botanical gardens, all that, all those medicines, that's what they do. They boil them, they put it over the towel over your head, and you breathe that in. We sit here pill popping every day of what's coming from Africa. Because that's what America, that's what the United States has fed us. 
and they're getting it dirt cheap over here and bring it over here and making billions of dollar, dollars off this medicine. That's a plant that can be boiled in a pot and put a towel over your head and breathe it in or drink it. It's just, we, we come from wealth. Africa don't need anything from the United States. The United States needs Africa. And that's where Israel is, our home where we originally come from. It's part of Africa. 1948. Oh, it started. That's a lie from the pit of hell. We've been there. Adam and Eve. The bathrooms have Adam and Eve on the bathrooms when we go in the bathrooms there. I have pictures of it. It says Adam and Eve. It comes from us. We birthed the whole world. Only for them to tell us we ain't nothing. We come from some slaves, some some farm, some Mississippi, in some names that don't even belong to us in a language that doesn't... Everything was stolen and taken away from us. Everything. Our tradition, our marriages, our, our hair, everything. Our image. And now they're trying to get the, 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 the skin tone, the lips, the butt, the, the titties, everything, all of our attributes. Now they they saying, yeah, y'all really are beautiful. We already knew that. That's why your man had to come in and slave in, in, in barns and rape us. But I don't want to go that far because I don't want to sound like a hate group. When I went there, it just all, you just put all the pieces together. They just all really come together. Go to Israel and go to Africa and you just can put all the pieces together, period. Yeah. It's a whole big world out here. And all they do is put this crap on TV and make us think that's part of the world. It's a lie. <laughs> There's a big argument now about Cleopatra. You know about Netflix? Mm -hmm. The Egyptians are mad because they're making her black. Well, you know, of course, Cleopatra was mixed, right? With with the, I guess, what is it, Greek or something like that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. They made her biracial, and so they were trying to be accurate. They were like, everyone's arguing whether she's this or that, and, and the belief is that she's biracial. So they chose a biracial person, and they still got upset. So that's, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And the thing is, they wanted to on on the in the movie they wanted to be very beautiful, right? So you got, but in actuality she was not. Okay, when you read the history, she was she was just a shrewd businesswoman. But when they had whoever the lady with the white woman that they had doing, they're gonna Elizabeth make all, Taylor. You know, yeah, Elizabeth, yeah, that's the, Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, they they try to glorify, but again, but they're whitewashing it the whole time and and not telling the truth. So now that they want to do it truthfully. The the enslavers, the Egyptians that are that the people that say they're Egyptian that are not, that yeah. want to whitewash everything, and they're angry because the truth. Once you let the genie out of the bottle, you can't put it back. The truth yeah. is, and, and now they're saying, what difference does it make? Obviously, it make a lot of difference. You've been hiding it for all these years. I've read yeah. on it. They said, well, what difference does it make? What well, if it doesn't make any difference? Why do you? Well, say they can't defend their point. Right. Yeah. They can't defend their point. Right. Yeah. And another thing about the slave trade, when they were having sex with us, of course, some of us got pregnant and they would take the black woman that was pregnant by the white man and put them in a certain area. And those kids were free. They call them Milano kids and they would get an education. They was the only ones they would let get an education. And you know what they would do? They would take them back home and they would treat, they would give them an education and teach them how to be slave trade, uh, what's yeah. it called? The masters too, that they would call them. Yeah. If you saw up. the woman king, if you saw the woman king, 
the bright skin, fair skin young man that fell in love with the um, woman king's daughter, he was of that family because his mother uh, was a slave and she was impregnated by the white man. And so he was a mulatto. Mm -hmm. And so he uh, was trying to make it right and get the slaves off the boats. So, it, I mean, they put it in the story. Mm -hmm. Also, when, where we stayed in the beginning, the first 14, 13 days, whatever, there they make all of the girls, all of the African black, whatever you want to say, cut their hair bald. Not leave a little bit, it's bald until you graduate high school. If you go into college, it's still bald. After that, then you can grow your hair. But they only do it to the black children because the other races of children that are in there that have stringy white hair or whatever color hair, they don't do that to. Whether you be Chinese, whether you be English, whether you be whatever, they have long hair and it's okay. But to us, they ostracize to make a difference. So the war is still going on in that land mm -hmm. until, I mean, if you're upset with our hair, have us cover it, put a scarf on like we used to, like we know how to do, and then let it do whatever after school. Yeah. But they make them shave their hair bald to ostracize them. But yeah, understanding that's a part of the curse as well, because the glory of the woman, her hair is her glory. Mm -hmm. And so the missionaries are the ones that introduced that. It wasn't our forefathers, right? Because again, the hair is the glory of the woman. So they wanted to get rid of the glory. And so it's just, it's still carrying on, right? Even to today. So um, that's my suspicion, right? <laughs> okay, that's my suspicion. And, and, and there was one incident of reverse racism. When I say reverse racism, black on black racism, I invited Phil and Pat and Janet over to our hotel. And, you know, I had paid for two breakfasts, but Jerry mm -hmm. didn't come. So eight days in that hotel, that's 16 breakfasts. And some of them, I didn't even go down there. To make a long story short, we paid a lot for the dinner and I paid for, for them to have dinner. Then the next morning we all had breakfasts. So the guy walks up to me that's in there and he was angry. He was like, well, I want you to pay for their breakfasts. And I said, I will not. I said, the breakfast is free here, and I haven't even used all my breakfasts. So he said, well, you're going to have to. And I said, well, let me speak to the manager. So the manager came. The manager said, no, you don't have to pay. He said, she should at least pay for one of them. He was literally angry that I brought some of his people that he know that was, that was from Ghana into the hotel. They stayed the night with me, and we had a great time. We ate and drank. And... It's like he was upset about that. He got chastised for that too. He he got in trouble for it. But it still exists, what I'm trying to say. Some of us against our own people. Yeah, they're wounded. They're yeah. wounded. Yeah. And then the Christianity that's over there that uh they kind of they they've lost their way. They've taken up the white tradition of Christianity over there too. Some of some of it. So I don't know. Are there any other questions? I know we took a lot of time, but it, it, it was an amazing trip. It's something you want to experience. Um, 
and know somebody there when you go just because you know you don't want nobody taking advantage of you our money is 10 like if it's a hundred dollars it's ten dollars our money but you really can't think in those terms because even when i was giving them twenty dollar tips i was thinking the term that's two dollars american money but that's a lot of money for a tip somebody said that's a lot you're giving too much for a tip and i tipped the lady who's doing the room like she would fold my um my my sheet back every day uh turn the sheet back you call it and keep the room clean give us four give me four bottles of water so i gave her a hundred dollars tip they said she don't make that in a week i didn't find in my mind it was ten dollars because of our money exchange they were like that she doesn't make that in a whole week and so I just say I'll be a blessing to somebody because I don't know the price of food there, but you got to look in terms of the money and figure it out too. Yeah. Thank so, you. Yeah. We stimulate the economy. <laughs> we, that's, that's, that's what yeah, we do. Yeah. They look for us at the airport. <laughs> that's what we do. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. They look yeah. for us. So, um, that coast. So one, one lady, when I first got there, I gave her a five. I said, I'm going to give you $5 because I didn't want what she was selling. And she was all, you know. And so she thought I was going to give her American money, but I gave her $5, their money, <laughs> which I found out later was 50 cent. Was And so she, yeah. <laughs> she was about to go off on me. She's telling right about how cheap I was. I said, give me my $5 back. And I gave it to another lady. <laughs> Yes, yeah, you know how I'm, Easter was still keeping it real. I took it back <laughs> to another girl, and she saw I had some sucker, some lollipop. She said, "Well, give you a lollipop." I said, "Here you go." So I gave her a lollipop. <laughs> she punked me out for a lollipop, but it was funny because you know I had to learn the value of money because I thought I was doing something, giving her five dollars. She was like, "No, it was fifty cent though." I I, I was five CDs. <laughs> it was five CDs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she was highly upset about that. She yeah, complained. She was, <laughs> like this fifty is is like five dollars, so this is a lot of money, you know, over there. And so, like I said, we didn't buy groceries, so I don't know the cost of food, and all of them own their own houses. So, um, but we can go ahead and move on. The host, you can take over. <laughs> I appreciate. It. We didn't want to interrupt because we were just. We want to do a second segment and start over so people can hear the african uh the trip to africa and then we can start the second segment we, let's do that okay okay right, so let's do a part that. two okay all right so y'all tune in so we can get our word we're gonna do a part two okay 